Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome to another special episode of Outside Sales Talk. This will be a short but jam-packed episode where I talk about sales follow-ups. We received a ton of questions from listeners around this topic, so I wanted to address that today. So let's dive right into it and break down how you can successfully follow up after sales meetings. Many sales reps are losing deals that they already had 80% of the way to closing because they're not doing follow-ups right. How do you know if that's you? Well, are too many of your deals going dark on you? Do you get a lot of new prospects, but you lose traction after the first meeting? Are you wondering how to effectively follow up and maintain momentum while not being annoying? Well, you're not alone. Thousands of salespeople say that following up and managing your deals through the sales cycle are the most challenging parts of the sales process. It's a fact that 80% of deals require five follow-ups or more. Think about that. On average, it takes at least five follow-up efforts after the initial sales contact before a customer says yes. This is hard because salespeople are often socially well-attuned and being annoying is really against their nature. As a result, a lot of salespeople end up giving up a little too soon and don't follow up quite enough. But an extra call or email often makes the difference between winning and losing a deal. So first off, when is the best time to follow up? The answer is right after the meeting. As soon as you leave the room, the prospects, emotions, and interest in your product are sky high. But with each passing day, emotions go down and your number one enemy comes into play, procrastination. Deals are often not lost to a competitor, but to the status quo. If you procrastinate, your prospect will feel like your product is not that urgent. They'll feel like it can wait and that's when deals go sideways. So how do we follow up? Send a thank you email right after the meeting. First say, thank you for your time. This refreshes their memory about when you met and who you were. Then you mention key takeaways from the conversation. This shows that you were listening and understood their needs and pain points. Most importantly, the key piece is to address your next steps and their next steps. This is your task and this keeps the ball moving. In sales, this is a classic give to get. Here's a sample of a thank you email that I use at Badger so that you can get an idea of how to apply the things that we just went over. So I might say, John, thank you for time. John, thank you for your time this afternoon. It was great to get a better understanding of your goals on this project. The key to success here is to get the sales reps in the field to get two more meetings a day. I'll build out the analysis that we discussed where I, we talk about how much time your reps will save on a weekly basis from having better routes, then we can get a determination of how many more meetings your reps will get per week. You mentioned that you can send me the mileage reports from the sales team from last month so that I can build the analysis with those, uh, those numbers in mind. Just let me know when I can expect that so that I can reserve the time with one of our consultants to, uh, to get everything set up. Have a great week. So now I'm gonna give, uh, give you my number one tip here, something to say during your next sales meeting that will help get you a response out of your prospect and keep them engaged throughout the sales cycle. During the meeting, I like to say something like, 
John, what's the best way for us to keep in touch? I'm, I'm guessing you get two or 300 emails a day like I do. Is email the best way to contact you? Is there a better way or is there something I can put in the subject line or something that'll help my email stand out? By asking permission to follow up, you lower your chances of being annoying. But most importantly, you hear right from the horse's mouth what the most effective way to reach them is. This gets you many steps ahead on your follow-up because you're, you're not just focusing on how to conclude a meeting when you're on your sales call. You're also paving the way for future follow-ups that you're gonna have with this prospect. Just ask your prospect what works best for them and they'll usually tell you. Now let's move on to how to follow up after a sales meeting because there are a ton of ways of doing so and some work better than others. I believe to maximize your chances of closing a sale, you have to mix up the way you're interacting with your customer and have a multi-step follow-up sequence. It might involve emails, phone, text, voice messages, invitations to web webinars, conferences, and, and more. The intention is to always stay top of mind with your prospects and adjust what you're doing depending on where they're at in their sales cycle. And knowing that different companies and different sales cycles have different lengths. And don't forget, your prospect is just one person. They can, they can do a few things at a time and they only can get their priorities done in, in a busy world. So let's, let's just say that you've called to follow up with your prospect and they've missed your call. How do you leave a voice message that will actually get returned? We, we've talked about this before in regard to cold calling um, on a different, on a, well, on a previous episode here with uh, Tito Bort, but it's a bit different when you already have had a first meeting with the prospect. First, you have to provide your name and your business. This is pretty obvious. Then, and here's, here's the key, say something that is intriguing so that they'll want to call you back. So, uh, for example, I might leave a voice message like this. Hi, John. It's Steve with Badger Maps. Thanks again for having me in last Thursday. I'm calling because I did the analysis of how many fewer miles your reps would drive per week and how many more meetings they would get with that save time. I'd like your input for the next step on the model on how the conversion rates will work so that we can get you the ROI numbers on, on the analysis. You can get me on, on this number or on my cell. Five 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 one two three four. So do you see what I did there? Let's break that down. First, I thanked him. Then I said why I was calling. It was because I was doing an analysis that's of interest to him. That gives him a reason to call me back. It's much more powerful than saying, hey, John, it's Steve with Badger Maps. Please give me a call back. Thanks. Bye. Whenever you tell people to do something, they always ask why or well, what's in it for me? Give them an answer to those questions right in the message. This is a key concept in sales called give to get, and it certainly applies to follow-ups. When you're following up, there are a few tricks that you can use, and I'd like to share a few more here. First, if every email from you is a request, your prospect is gonna cringe at the sight of your messages and avoid them like the plague. You want them to associate your emails and calls with something valuable. For example, you can share industry news or interesting articles that might be helpful to them. If you're giving them things, they feel that they owe you a favor and they're willing to respond to you. You're creating value. These next two are, are some of my favorite follow-up tricks. They always help me move a, deal, uh, move a deal downfield. So the first one is to personally connect with your prospects. During the meeting, 
you probably found out things that you have in common, things that you can keep building on. Maybe you asked about the photos of their kids they had on their desk or a picture of them skydiving. Regardless of what it was, you can mention it to connect with them on a more personal level. In the meeting, try to find something that you have in common so that you can make that valuable connection. Could be you know, sports, could be a hobby, could be anything. The second thing is to reinforce your value and repetition here is key. It's a proven fact that people have to hear something more than once before it sinks in. You know your product and you know why it's valuable, but your prospects might not get it the first time they hear your message. Don't make the mistake of thinking that if a product, a prospect heard the pitch of your product or service once, that they really understand the value. Chances are they got some of it, but, but not all of it. You'll need to tell them again and again to really reinforce that value and, and, and uh, remind them of why they should go through the effort of taking the next steps with you. So what are some of the things that we should avoid when following up? First, it's, it's important to avoid saying that you're just checking in or just wanted to follow up. It comes across as annoying and it doesn't position you as a person bringing value to the table. Also, don't trick your prospect into clinking in an email. Nobody likes to be fooled. You know, so people do that with the subject line all the time in an annoying way. Don't apologize for your emails either, though. Don't say, oh, I'm sorry for emailing you again. Don't say, oh, I hope you're well, because it's pretty cheesy, although I do catch myself doing that sometimes, and I always, I always uh, wince. Don't reference past failed attempts at getting old of the person in the past, in general, missed calls or emails are just a part of life in, in a busy, noisy world that we're in today. Don't use a weak call to action like, I'd love to hear your thoughts. It just it doesn't make it seem that urgent for them to, to respond. Try to, try to create urgency in sales. Also, don't try to re-explain all the features that you've already talked about and avoid dumping a ton of information into a message. You remember, the, the goal is just to get them to the next stage. It's not to re-educate them on everything. Also, uh, always avoid industry jargon. You want your communication with your prospect to be as clear as possible. You're not writing an English paper. You're not being graded on big words. You, in business, clarity and communication is, is what's important. So be brief, be clear. One of the beautiful things about Twitter is it trained us all to write in 140, get a communi communicate a concept in 140 characters. And that's, that's a good thing to think about when you're writing your emails too. Like don't, don't, be, uh, don't use a lot of flowery language and don't be long-worded. So let's talk about the ideal day and time to follow up with your prospect. And this, this is a key principle. People buy when they're ready to buy, not when you're ready to sell to them. Not all days of the week or times in the day are created equal. Based on prior experience, try to target the best times to follow up with each of your customers. And, and it might vary per customer. Then you can follow up when you have the highest odds of getting a response. Based on research done at MIT, the, in general, the best days to connect are Wednesdays and Thursdays for both emails and calls. The worst day is Monday because, you know, everybody hates Mondays. And the best time is between 2 and 4 p.m. because people have just eaten lunch, so they're in a good mood. I don't know why that is. I guess people are just more receptive to doing things after they've eaten because everybody likes lunch. During commute times can be a good time to reach some people depending on their preferences and how they commute. Uh, maybe they like to catch up on emails when they're on the train or something, or maybe they'd like to take calls when they're, they're in their car. 
Um, it really, it really depends on, on the customer and you have to know what works for them. The key is paying attention to that individual and just stick with that thing. I, I once had a customer where I figured out that I could always catch her at like 5.15 in the evening, her time on a Friday, and she was just slammed every other time, but I could always get her right then if I, if I called her. Finally, I'd like to talk about when should you walk away? At what point do you just stop following up and recognize ah, this sales cycle is just wasting my time? So, you know, you have to do this sometimes and it can be hard, but your time is valuable and you have to taper off the investment that you're putting into a prospect at some point. As you consider walking away, keep in mind that 80% of deals take more than five attempts to close and 44% of sales reps stop after the first follow-up. So obviously a lot of value being left on the table there. Don't make the common mistake of stopping your follow-ups too soon. Most people err on the side of not following up enough as opposed to following up too much in my opinion. What I think you should do is what I call the five attempts follow-up strategy. Five is not a rule, depends on the industry, um, depends on the customer, but uh, you know, obviously some deals will close after two attempts and others you'll need 12, but follow your instincts and use your judgment. You need to understand if your prospect is saying no, or if they're saying not now, or they're saying not yet. If they're saying not yet, recognize that it's fair to ask, when would be a good time for my next follow-up? And then that can change the cadence of, of, of your communications with them. They'll generally be honest with you because they don't want to waste their time and, and they don't want to waste yours either, but they especially don't want to waste theirs. And if, you're, if your prospect finally indicates that they aren't interested in progressing in the sales cycle, you'll know that it's time to stop following up. So if you're not sure though, you can, you can do what, what I call sending a breakup email. And here's an example of how I would say that. So I'd say, Hi, John, are, are you open to discussing using Badger Maps for your team? Let me know if I should stop following up. I'd be happy to reconnect in the future at a better time. All the best, Steve. And that's it, guys. Start improving your follow-ups with those tips and increase your response rate and success with your prospects. As always, you can email me at feedback at outsidesalestalk.com if you have any topics or suggestions or feedback for me. And I'd appreciate if you subscribe to the show and leave us a review. It really helps us spread the word about, uh, about what we're doing here. I hope you enjoyed this special episode and I'll talk to you next week. 